Welcome to the Step Change Podcast from me, Mike Foster, the Entrepreneur's Mentor. Now, my podcast is a series of thoughts to help you with the development of your own business and to make that step change that's often needed. We all know that if you want something different, then it's often a step change that is needed. In this Step Change Podcast, I'll be talking about don't get overwhelmed and those six areas of business to help you operate with control, confidence and consistency. And in this podcast, I'll be sharing you with my thoughts about those sort of six areas that you can focus on to help you develop and embrace those opportunities that are around you. So why have I chosen this theme for this latest episode? Well, like many business owners, it's likely that you're thinking about a large number of different things in your business that makes it a little overwhelming at times. So the idea was to have a model that captured all of those thoughts into six simplified areas of focus. And since I've developed this model, it's proven to help my clients focus on what is important to be able to control the controllable and more easily prioritize what should command their valuable time and their attention. Now, if you followed my past um, podcasts, you'd have seen that in my fifth episode of the Step Change podcast series, I shared an overview of the business model canvas, which is a one page overview of my business strategy. And it's a great tool that I utilize with my clients considering their value proposition, customer segments, the channels and marketing that they're using, their customer relationships and feedback, revenue costs, key activities, internal resources, and their external partners. So in this podcast, I wanted to share with you a model that's proven to work. So how I work with my clients to focus on these six specific areas of their business to narrow the focus and capture those activities that have to command their time and enable them to execute without distraction for the development of their business. And from experience, I'm confident that any of your considerations will fall into one of these six areas. Therefore, instead of just thinking about a hundred different things, they're captured into just six from which you can then prioritize effectively. As I share each of these six areas, please do take some time, even hit the pause to think about how each of them apply in your business so that you have tangible actions that you can take away and implement immediately. And if it helps your visualization, I draw this model a little bit like a pie chart with six pie segments. So I hear you say, well, what are these six areas? Well, they're vision, people, data, traction, systems, and obstacles. So if we look at these each individually, these six different areas in a little bit more detail, first of all, the vision. Firstly, your vision, mission, goals, and objectives. There are some free resources on my website where I talk a little bit more about this area or I write about those in my blog. But for this podcast episode, I wanted to encourage you to think about how you can ensure your considerations are compelling, clear, and communicated. If your vision and mission are not crystal clear to you, then in my opinion, you have little chance of communicating that to the stakeholders in your business and engaging their interest and their commitment. Now, when I'm talking about engagement, I see so many business owners where the owner or the leadership team have come up with the vision or mission themselves, and they're surprised that their team are not engaging or understanding the objectives of the business. So for me, establishing that purpose of the business often engages your people to help you deliver the vision. And I find that having a purpose is much more easily summarized as a question. So for example, are we delivering X, Y, or Z within the business? And we can always reflect back to that question in terms of whether we're delivering on purpose. Now, personally, I love goals and objectives. Anybody that knows me, if you followed me in previous episodes, you'll know that I've talked with a passion about goals and objectives. And I completed some research back in 2011, 2012, 
to establish why some people achieve their goals and others a struggle. Now you can see a few references again of these findings and my thoughts within my free resources on my website, but I encourage my clients to break down their vision. What's their five, 10 year goal? What's their three year picture? And where do they need to be in a year's time to keep them on that trajectory? And then with this plan, they can then deliver what they need to consider in the next 90 days and also their focused activities for the next 30 days. So when considering your vision, you're likely to be also considering your competitive advantage, your organization's attributes that enables you to outperform your competitors. That may consider factors that allow you to produce goods or services better or more cheaply than your competition. Now this section enables you to then think about and consider all the factors that influence the outcomes and ensures that you're retaining your competitive advantage. So if we look at the second area, that's about people. Now my overarching consideration for this area is to ensure that you have the right people in the right seat. And in my view, that's both internally and externally. So those that you employ, employees, and those that are external to you in terms of your advisors. For me, it's, it's about surrounding yourself with the talent. Um, and this is obviously quite often strongly considered when you're hiring your team, but less so when you're selecting your advisors. Now, a conversation I often have with clients is around their structure. What does their organizational structure look like? And I encourage you to start with a blank piece of paper and map out your ideal organizational chart and often drop any emotion. So don't think about people already in the roles. Don't consider names or personalities that already exist in your business, but consider what is right for your business. And then add the key responsibilities for each and every one of those roles. And then consider what you require that person to deliver to provide a return on investment for employing that person. And from here, you can then now start to place names against positions and responsibilities. And finally, then I guess compare that ideal position to what you have now, considering then any action that you need to take in terms of gaps or surplus um, requirements or surplus people within your business. And if you do need to hire, then for that each individual role within your organisational chart, consider three specific areas. First of all, in terms of the job description, um, then around the person profile in terms of what, you know, what their attributes may be in terms of the desirable and required, and then also in terms of what the return on investment is going to be in terms of what's the impact that you require that person to make or you desire them to make. And how do we know if we have the right people? Well, consider the role understand the skills and competence that's required for an individual to make an impact in that position. And then this helps you review if that current job holder is the right person and often helps you consider that without any emotion. And finally, in the people section is really then around your leadership, because I think your leadership is critical to the culture of the business that you're building. There are different leadership styles. You need to find yours. You need to adapt it to the team that you're building and continually develop in an agile way, particularly in terms of some of the things we're um, reading and learning about the new future of work. The third area of the six is data. So what is your KPI dashboard metrics? Consider that you were the captain of a ship and as a business owner, much like the captain, you don't want to be doing everything 
yourself in terms of you know sweeping the decks, cleaning the decks, etc. But you do want reassurance that your team are undertaking what is required. The horizon can not confirm the direction that you're taking, but actually all the dials and the indicators that you have in front of you confirms that you're heading in the right direction. So very much, what do you need to steer your own ship? What are your success drivers? What are the activities that you need to have in control rather than waiting for the outcome that is often established far too late for any impactful action that you need to take? So as a measure, consider what each dial has to deliver. So you know what would be a red zone? What would be an amber zone? What would be a green zone? And therefore, if everything is green on your dials, then you're very likely to end up at your desired destination. Whereas if everything was red, then something needs to change to change the course of the direction and it needs to change fairly quickly. What other data do you have at your disposal? Now, it may be that, you know, the most obvious response that I get from most businesses is I have Google Analytics driving in terms of that data. And that in itself, that's a good start. But how much do you understand in terms of the devil in the detail about your web visitors, their behaviours, and their actions. And what other data do you have access to? So for example, what market research have you completed? What are your finances, your numbers telling you? Things like your visitor numbers in terms of whether that's physical visitor numbers versus your digital visitors. What about your sales statistics? Are they telling you certain things like your average sales values or what products or services you sell best or what are the reasons why people are making purchases for you? And what about your waste? Not just that physical rubbish that you bin every day, but What's the impact on your organization's productivity and where's the waste? And when you're considering the priorities in your business, I do like one simple equation that's gathered from your data. What would be the impact on the earnings of change and how long would it take for you to implement this and at what cost? The fourth area is traction. Now, business traction refers to the progress of a company and the momentum it gains as the business grows. And it's helped by having clear priorities from all your stakeholders, including the owners of the business, the shareholders, your team, suppliers, customers, and any other shareholders or sorry, stakeholders that impact on your business. Now to gain traction, you will have to have a plan for your new business activities, your operational excellence, and a strategy that leverages your opportunities. The key here is to execute well in a timely manner. Now, often a business owner can be impatient for results. So when you're considering the traction potential for your business, there's a couple of considerations. Firstly, what is the impact on your earning potential versus the time that it takes to see the desired impact? Therefore, considering the cost of any required investment by you. And that investment may be in terms of time and money. Secondly, what's your market share versus your market growth rates, which is considered then to be how you best generate and best use the cash in your business. Now, from my observations of many businesses, I encourage you to tie your focus with accountability. So as a solo entrepreneur, for example, that can be really difficult. So who can help keep you accountable? Who can hold you accountable for things? That may be a team member, maybe somebody external, it may be your partner, etc. Can you find somebody that can keep you accountable? And to help your own accountability, consider my board view approach. The board view approach considers what you need to know, measure and understand as if you were reporting to your own board. So what would you need to know from a sales perspective, marketing, operations, finance, all those different areas and put yourself in the individual seat 
as if you were sat around that boardroom table and consider what would you need to report and if you were chairing that board, what would you want to hear? What would you want to know about your business? And that can help you for your own accountability to keep yourself in terms of check, um, in terms of being checking on your performance and your progress. The fifth area is systems and processes. And combined, these create your blueprint for your business, that documented way that you consistently do your business well. This is the way that we do things around here. Now that may be established from day one, from you know how you ran the business yourself. But as you start to grow and develop your team, grow and develop your business, then the place to start is people replicating what it is that you do well. And systems and processes can help you here. For me, your systems and processes are your activities and your procedures that engage your people to get the job done right first time in line with the expectations of your customers and to the promises that you've made in your sales process. Um, now, I'm an advocate of the book, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber, and The E-Myth talk about seven essential systems, marketing, lead generation, lead conversion, customer fulfillment, management, leadership, and finally finance. So how does your business look in those seven essential areas? Now you can't do every single system first, so consider what is most critical to your business and utilize your team and your knowledge to create those. And when creating a system, consider the outcome first and work backwards. Quite often when people start to write systems, they start with you know, working at the start of the, the process and then it all gets a little bit messy. So consider first of all, what is it you're looking to achieve, the outcome, and then work backwards in terms of, okay, if that's what I'm looking to achieve, then this is the system to deliver that and therefore this is the input I need to enable me to do that. And that helps you best consider what's needed up front to ensure that everything runs smoothly and efficiently. So going back to these seven essential systems, marketing, lead generation, lead conversion, customer fulfillment, management, leadership, and finance, as per the e-myth system, then you know, which of those areas do you need to prioritize in your business? Because you know, you, I could argue that if you spent so much time building a systemization process for your management or for your finance. Actually, if you don't have a system for lead generation and you're generating leads and converting those leads as a second system, then you know, perhaps you've got no numbers to count anyway. And the sixth area is obstacles. Um, now, this is to encourage you to reflect on the obstacles that you face and the solutions that you can consider to overcome them. Now, you could argue this is a bit of a catch-all area, and to some degree it is, because you know, you've already pulled out many of the other critical matters in the other five areas that I've already talked about. But now, with the rest of it all combined into one area for consideration, for me, it brings clarity on the prioritization and those actions that are required. It also helps you to eradicate issues and solve the problems or the challenges that you face. So it could include, for example, how you're using the assets in your business, i.e. your cash, your people, your equipment, etc. It could be internal or external factors. It could be whether it's product or whether it's service related, or is it linked to customers or your suppliers? Does it impact your sales generation or the delivery of your promise? Or does it enthuse your collaborators or actually motivate your competition to do something differently? And what about the risks in your business? And that's just looking at this sort of final point about risks is I'd recommend you having a risk register that helps you to 
consider and evaluate the risks in your business and your livelihood. Analyze where you're vulnerable and what are your critical challenges to your business. And then you could rate them on how likely they are to occur versus um, what level of consequence that that occurrence would have on your business. And for ease of visibility, you may again use a color coding like red, amber and green to say you know, how critical these risks are to your business and which ones need to be addressed um, sooner rather than later. So those are the six areas of the business that can help you to operate with control, confidence and consistency. So as a reminder, they were vision, people, data, traction, systems and obstacles. And I do hope that this episode has helped you to start considering those six areas and narrowed down the number of things that you're thinking about that are making you procrastinate, making you frustrated. Because narrowing the focus will ultimately help you with your prioritization and the maximization of your time. So thank you for listening to this podcast episode with me, Mike Foster, the Entrepreneur's Mentor. As always, I hope you found this to be thought-provoking and useful to help you develop your business and make that step change often needed. Please do subscribe to my podcast via your favorite app. And the next time I release an episode, you'll be one of the first to know.